Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing chapter 2, Sankhya Yoga. Bhagwan told Arjuna that I have told you all about Sankhya Eshate Abhihita Sankhya Buddhi Yoga Tumam Shiruno. I told you all about the Sankhya, now I'll tell you about Yoga. So, as we had discussed before, there are Shat Darshan, there are six Darshans. Bhagwan is covering all Darshans here for Arjuna in a very brief. So he said, I told you all about the wisdom of Sankhya. That Sankhya falls into Tarka Shastra. Therefore, it also covered the Nyaya and Vaisesi. Tarka means logic. So logically, what you come to the conclusion about what the reality is, per Sankhya, I taught you. But now I'll teach you the application of that yoga. The Buddhir Yoga Tvimam Shruno. That this is as per the Sankhya, the reality is, but the practical application is in yoga. Patanjali's Yoga Sastra gives all practical application about how to achieve that sravanam, mananam, nidadhyasanam, dhyanam. So he said, I'd give you the practical explanation as per yoga, but Bhagwan adds here the word buddhi, which is completely a novel interpretation of yoga. So the intelligent way of looking at life and how to live intelligently, that I'll teach you. That buddhi, buddhaya yukto yaya partha. Bandham Prahasyasi. Endowed with that buddhi, thou shall be liberated from your bondage of actions if you perform your actions intelligently in a manner of this yoga. So as we have seen that, Bhagavan has covered the four darshan sastra so far in his discussion. But then he condemned the fifth one, which is Karmakanda, Purva Mimansa. So we have seen harsh criticism from Bhagwan about ritualism. So he said that people who use flowery language, you know, and they indulge in Vedic discussions about what karma is and what, what will get you to happy, joyful situation. Karmakanda is all about gain something by performing these actions. And actions in the Vedic term, purely the religious and ritualistic actions, you know. There are too many goals, too many things to achieve, and therefore they are never be single-pointedly following what they are really trying to achieve. The goal of life for all beings is to be permanently happy, continuously happy. If you have too many goals, you are not going to achieve that. So you have to become single-pointed, and the single-pointedness will only be achieved if you have the highest goal in mind. So Bhagavan Shankaracharya, Vivek Chudamani says, and Swamiji quotes here, Na yogena, na sankhena, karmana no na vidyaya, brahma atma ekatva bodhena moksa siddhyati na anyatha. There is no other way that you want to get this happiness which you are seeking. No matter what you try, so not yoga, not sankhya, not karmana, this is basically the purva mimansikas, you know, who are the karmakandis, you know. 
Na vidya, even become a pandit about all those things, that's not going to give you anywhere. It's only the Brahma Atma Ekatva Bodhena. Once you realize that yourself is the Brahman, then only you will achieve that goal. So that's basically we have seen. The verse 45 says, Trigunya Visaya Vedaha, Nais Trigunya Bhavarjuna. Concluding his criticism on Karmakand, he said that these Vedas are all about Trigunas. So Swamiji basically says here that the word Veda here refers to only the Brahmana portion of Veda, the Karmakant portion of Veda, not Vedas in general. So as we have seen before, the Veda contains all kinds of knowledge. So it is something similar to a free speech. Our free speech contains everything that we can consider as speech. Now not that all speech is liberating or sympathetic to all beings, there are some fairly vulgar and very antisocial speech also, but it's all covered in the free speech in our constitution. Same way, Veda covers all knowledges, irrespective of what it is, and therefore portion of Vedas it may not be very useful to you if your goal is to become pure and achieve happiness. So, Bhagavan says, Traigunya Visaya Veda, the portion of Vedas which talks about the karmakand and ritual and the goal of life is to achieve heavens, that is not going to be of any help to you if you are trying to achieve that final destination. So you go beyond this three gunas. Now, so many commentators say that this Veda here means Prakriti. The whole Prakriti is made up of three gunas and as long as you indulge in this Prakriti, as long as you are still focused in finding your happiness in the prakriti, as we have seen the outward approach, that I'm going to accomplish things and acquire things from outside, and that will get me happiness. Bhagavan said that is not the way to do it. And you will not be able to achieve it. Therefore, you go beyond that. Find your happiness in your own self. As Swami Tijamanda says, that you have to turn your senses, which are programmed to go outside, Turn them inward, more like taking a selfie. So if your camera is normally programmed to see outside, it takes picture outside. But when you reverse that camera, it starts taking your own picture, which is a selfie. Bhagavan said, take your selfie. You know. Don't go outside. Don't find your happiness outside. Find your happiness inside. That's what it basically means. So now he gives a prescription. This verse is really loaded with implications. So he said, first of all he says, go beyond prakriti. Then he says, nirdvandvaha, go beyond the pairs of opposites. Again it means basically the same thing. This prakriti is made up of these pairs of opposites. Because if there are no pairs of opposites, the prakriti cannot exist. If there is no black, there is no white. If there is no dukkha, there is no sukha. If there is no loss, there is no profit. There is no victory if there is no defeat. Somebody has to lose for me to win. In today's society, many have to lose for one person to win. Therefore, we have too many billionaires and trillion dollar companies. But you can imagine how many people have to lose those trillion dollars for a company to become a trillion dollar company. So Bhagavan said, this is the nature of this Prakriti. And you have to go beyond that. In other words, accept it as it is. That's what Prakriti is all about. As long as I'm part of Prakriti, that will be 
ए पार्ट ऑफ माय एक्सपीरियंसेस निर्द्वंद्व नित्य सत्वस्था ट्राई टू बैलेंस योर रजस एंड तमस सो यू एस्टैब्लिश योर सेल्फ इन प्योरिटी सो दैट यू कैन सी थिंग्स एज दे आर निर्योगक्षेमा योगा मींस टू अक्वायर थिंग्स व्हिच आई डोंट हैव दैट्स माय योगा एवरी डे आई एम डूइंग योगा टू व्हाट व्हाट आई डोंट हैव आई एम ट्राइंग टू अक्वायर एंड अक्षेमा इज प्रिजर्वेशन constantly checking my 401k whether it is still there or it has gone down that shame trying to acquire and preservation is actually our entire life our life is divided into yoga and shame and bhagwan actually says become nir yoga shame but this is quite contrary to our normal way of thinking so even though we consider ourselves to vedantas the way we live is exactly as charvak said you should be living we constantly believe in only the things which we can see and then we say this is what life is all about so bhagwan said become niryogakshema you don't really have to worry about acquiring and preserving because that job belongs to bhagwan he already has taken care of what you need what you desire he has not taken care of that he left it to you but if what you need is already taken care of so therefore if you rely on him niryogakshema atmavan this last word says how the other three can be achieved if you become established on yourself then you will become nirdvandva so nirdvandva nitya satvastha niryogakshema atmavan here is the loaded prescription to arjuna that if you want to be efficient in life and and get the happiness which you deserve then this is the prescription for you in the next verse again and criticizes veda yavan arth udpane sarvatah samplut udake tavan sarveshu vedeshu brahmanasya vijanatah a brahman who knows the real self one who knows that my atma is parmatma this atma is permanent this deh is impermanent atma's quality is not to have this body the body is superimposed on it one who knows this knowledge all the things which is discussed in veda is of as much value as having a tank of water when everything is flooded around him if you are sitting in a place which is flooded with water which is useful then having a little tank of water with you or owning a tank of water is of not much value to you he said that much value to a brahmana who knows the brahman of vedas to him the vedas are not useful at all if you know yourself uh, swami ji has recommended vivek chudamani it says even go one step further avignate paretatve shastra adi astu nisphala without knowing the supreme reality the study of the shastra is futile is of no use but then he goes one step further and says vignati api paretatve shastra aditi astu nisphala and having known the supreme reality the study of shastra is again futile so this study of shastra is just a means for me to achieve something by itself it is of no value just indulging yourself into knowing shastra so shastra vasana is very strong vasana actually this is why brahmachari when he shaves his head he leaves the choti 
the choti is for shastra vasana the shastra vasana is still left in him so he learns shastra but then he becomes sanyasi he shaves that choti also the choti goes away so shastra vasana has to be dropped because it's of no use and then comes the verse which probably can take months to discuss karmani eva adhikarahate ma phaleshu kadachana ma karma phala hetur bhu mate sangah to akarmani we had discussed many many times before because the audience here is fairly senior that your right is only to act that's the only means you have under your control is just actions present only is real past is dead and future is not born yet so there is nothing i can do in the past nor can i do anything in future everything i can do is in present which is in my control the fruit of action is in future karma phala ma phaleshu kadachana because i can't worry about the fruits in present because fruits are never in present there will always be a time lag between when i act and the result comes the fruits belong to future actions belong to present i have only control over present i should not be worried about the future the fruits of actions ma karma phala hetur bho and even while acting in present my mind should not be clouded by the anticipation of what the fruits would be in future because that will take away part of my energy as we had discussed before one third of my energy goes into that i was successful or failure in past and another third goes into what will be the results of this i have only 30% of my energy available in present instead of that engage yourself 100% in present because that's all you control the rest is for the karma faladata which is not you it will always be somebody else mate sangahatu akarmani now this is a very powerful message to mitigate any criticism about the passiveness of this verse that it does not say that don't worry don't do it. whatever it comes is fine he said no no never get attached to akarmani never get attached to inaction because we will see further it's not possible for you we'll stop right here om sarve bhavantu sukhina sarve santu niramayaha sarve bhadrani pashyantu ma kaschit dukha bhag bhavet om shantihi 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 hari om shri gurubhyo namaha hari om